738 at DWS. Dave Gentry with you. Elizabeth has on assignment today, as I like to put it. Steve Beckett joins us this morning. Steve, how are you? Good. Good to see you, Dave. Steve's, wow. Steve's this this really home. is downtown, Dave. It really is, isn't it? It is. You know, this well, isn't out on the farm, man. This I, is... uh, I fought it, but here we are. It's It's not bad. And you get to see the city building from here and everything else once the You're part of the world sun here. Comes up. Yeah, and you see a, quite a bit of activity here in the lobby and all that, so that's all kind of nice. Well, let's see. What's going on today? I guess we have a new president in Zimbabwe. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, After 40-some years. Robert Mugabe is out. And... Uh, Flynn breaks with the Trump team on the Mueller probe. What's the all right? So here's what's what, your take on this whole? Here's situation. what's going on. Okay. Um, let's assume we have an investigation that involves multiple people who are possible defendants. Okay. The lawyers for those people and the clients can enter into what's called a joint defense agreement. Mm-hmm. That's not not really unusual, if, as you might think about it. Um, it could be that that the defendant's positions uh, are, um, we didn't do anything wrong, and but I need to know what everybody else in the group uh, did. I need to be able. I'm a lawyer, and I need to be able to talk to them, and the lawyers for those people need to know what my guy or my lady um, has done and how can you do that how can you have all those people sit down and talk with one another with the lawyers uh, and share information without creating potential witnesses against you and so a joint defense agreement allows the lawyers and the clients uh, to work towards having a joint defense. And in the meetings where everybody's there, the attorney-client privilege still applies. And, uh, of course, you can't uh, – somebody might be offered a deal, and if that happens, you need to be able to break the joint defense agreement. Or, you know, I could get in there and I find out there's a rotten apple in there and, and I don't want my client in it. So mm-hmm. you can end it. I think that's what's happening. I think they had a joint defense agreement, and they've ended it. Now, that raises all kinds of possibilities. It you know, could be they've ended it because Michael Flynn is now cooperating with the special prosecutor. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that's a dis- distinct possibility, possibility, but it doesn't necessarily mean that. And that's you know, part of the, the speculation. And we've seen lots of speculation about the, about the Russia probe. We really don't know, and and I think the, the the Mueller team I think has done a very good job keeping their cards close to the vest. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with next on this because we've got so many defendants to begin with, allegedly. Right? No, I I, I guess you would call them they're either persons of interest or or subjects of the investigation. Yeah. So we have no idea what's going to happen next year. <laughs> right. It's, it, it is an interesting development. It really is. What's the, the latest on this whole Hollywood thing here? Everybody turned on Harvey Weinstein, and then it just well, it, has led to a whole series of 
situations. A uh, a Pandora's box about a real world subject, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, I think so. But it's just amazing that the number of people have come forward that have, and it's just uh, enveloped so many people in two weeks, three now, I guess. It it obviously well, you know, we always heard when we were kids about the so-called casting couch, right? And so, like Leo B. Mayer and the studio heads, you know, took advantage of their positions. Um, you know, there's even a uh, a theme or an element in The Godfather, which was yeah. on yesterday, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where the cartoon that horses had in, or horses head ends up in the bed. You know, that's sure. in there. He's talking about betting some, you know, starlet. So that's uh, th- that's certainly part of it. But uh, it it is a it's a bit overwhelming. It's a bit overwhelming. I uh, I certainly would never have uh, uh, suspected the industry-wide. But, you know, there are a couple things to it, I guess. We should say this. Um, You know, human beings don't always tell the truth. Human beings um, sometimes are inaccurate. Um, I've had several cases where I think there were legitimate issues about whether or not an alleged sexual assault really occurred. Mm -hmm. Um, but on the other hand, the people who commit those kinds of offenses also have their own built-in defense mechanism, and they, and they'll deny it. Now, they may deny it and claim it was consensual, and maybe they really believed it was consensual. It's it's hard to say, but you see what a mess it is. It's it's who's telling the truth, which side is telling the truth. Is the victim telling the truth? Is the uh, the abuser telling the truth? Uh, are their memories faulty? Uh, and know. then there are, are so many victims are coming forward now from 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. That's I mean, pretty, yeah. pretty amazing. I guess I, I give some credence to victims who uh, told others at the time but felt repressed by circumstances to not come forward. And so to the extent you can have that kind of corroboration, I, I think victims, c- you know, can be believed. Uh, abusers, uh, so we have some abusers who are saying, well, yeah, it did, it did happen, I apologize. And we have other abusers go, nah, never happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're making it up, that's fake news. Um, so it, it just... How do you? How do we make sense out of all of it? I don't know, but they're going to have to with several of these people because this is going to go on and on. Well, there are different there. arenas, aren't there? So there's yeah. there's the court arena, and there's a kind of certainty. And in some uh, many jurisdictions, there are limitations, statute of limitations. So you can't wait forty years and say it. Uh, but um, there's kind of a there is a trend to eliminate that for certain kinds of offenses. You know, we don't have a statute of limitations for murder in Illinois now. We don't have a statute of limitations for uh, uh, sexual assault. Uh, so other jurisdictions may have that. So in the courts, um, it it doesn't play out the same. But in the in the political world, uh, holy cow, that it's. Uh, the pressure on uh, on someone to not run for office or to uh, resign from office, it's a tool. It's becoming a political tool. Speaking of which, the whole thing with the senator from Minnesota, 
it's kind of interesting. Yeah, to I see just what saw in, in the news today uh, two other people, two other women claimed that in a, in campaign rallies at some point while running for his first term that he touched their derriere, mm-hmm. you know, clothed derriere. So I. I mean, this kind of stuff's even coming out about former President George H.W. Bush. Yeah. I mean, there's been several instances of that brought up. Yeah, yeah. Well, back when he was yeah, he, president. Yes. So. So interesting. Which leads us to the next uh, case here. Uh, a published report says Congressman Joe Barton of Texas told a woman to whom he had sent sexually explicit photos, videos, and messages that he would report her to U.S. Capitol Police for exposing his behavior. He calls it, uh, and this is a new element once we've had this social media presence, revenge porn. That's so what that, he's calling it? Yes, he's calling it that. And, and there is there's some states who have enacted legislation for that. to criminalize revenge porn where uh, – Two lovers share their intimacy by photo, video, whatever, uh-huh. with each other. And now the relationship breaks up. I'll show you. Boom. Yeah. The Washington Post reported Wednesday that the woman who it didn't identify played for the newspaper recording of a telephone conversation she had with Barton in 2015. The Post said... The recording captures the Texas Republican warning her against using the materials in a way that would hurt his political career. I think we can see just by the discussion we've had this morning, <laughs> this appears to be a bipartisan problem. It does. I mean, everywhere you look on both sides of the aisle here, there's something happening. Here. Well, you know, it's 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 sort of men and women, right? It's, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of that to this. Interesting. All right. Well, what have you uh, seen around here so far? You like the studio? You like I the like the studio. studio. I got to Tom Kasich just walked by. I got to see you know, Tom Kasich. This, you know, this is. I used to come in here and visit with uh, Lauren Tate and uh, you know talk about uh, sports law and things like that. So this is this is very nice. Very okay. very 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 nice. I, I hope to get invited back sometime. You we know? we might do that. You never know, Steve. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. All right, Dave. Have a good day. We got more coming up on News Talk 1400 DWS.